Hey, welcome to In Doubt. My name is Isaac, and this week we celebrate, and you're gonna find out why in one second. I have my friends with me, we catch up, we talk about theology, and we make some calls to some great people as well. All of this coming right up. Hey, welcome again to In Doubt. My name is Isaac, and with me today are two very, very special guests. Firstly, we have the delightful Brittany, and secondly, uh, but not less important, obviously, is just as delightful. Just as delightful is Jake. Hey, guys, how you doing? Good. Doing well. <laughs> That's awesome. So the reason why we're doing this is because drum roll, please. That is very that was pitiful. A good one, wasn't it? Uh, In Doubt has, by the grace of God and lots of hard work reached 100 episodes. So, <laughs> we're no, we're going to do that. <laughs> we are going to put in one of those, like, wah, wah. fake cheering. Cheering? Like, yeah, cheering. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll do okay, that. Okay. We'll do and that. some horns, too. Uh, yeah, exactly, 100 episodes. Uh, today's, <laughs> today's episode is less of a, a product or a resource in the sense that, you know, you, you might listen to, you know, a couple weeks ago when we talk about God's omniscience and you listen to it, sort of a timeless uh, episode. So it's less of that. And it's just more of a conversation, more of a celebratory uh, kind of remembrance and all these different things. So in fact, we're going to be making a couple of calls throughout the show uh, to have some more conversations with people as well. Uh, now to all of our listeners, we couldn't have got to 100 episodes without you. So thank you so, so much. It means a lot. Anyways, before we, you know, talk about something, at least of a little bit of substance, I'm interested to hear uh, first how you guys have been doing. So, Britt, I mean, you and I are married, if people didn't know that. But, hey, for those who don't know, <laughs> what have you been up to? How's it going? Well, I think, I don't want to speak for Jake, but I'm pretty sure last time we were both on here, we were both in school. And now we are not. So nice. that's a good feeling. That's good. What it's- did you uh, graduate with? I-, I have my Bachelor of Arts in English Literature. Awesome. Anyways, uh, Jake, what's up? Uh, a lot of stuff, yeah. Uh, I think last time I was on, I, I just started doing some youth stuff, but I'm in full-time uh, youth and young adults pastoring right now. Uh, I took a semester off. I was going to Trinity, um, but just to get things going, took a semester off, which has been nice, actually, just to focus on some pastoral stuff. Yeah. But it's been really good. No, I'm really enjoying it. Oh, that's awesome. That's good. Um, I'm also going to make a special uh, guest call right now. We're going to call and just say hey to a special guest. Hey. Hey, Sean, how's it going? Uh, Pretty good. Sean, uh, as you know, we are recording our 100th episode of In Doubt, and you have been obviously a huge aspect, part of In Doubt. You you were actually one of the first people to like say, hey, we should do a podcast when we were working together. So uh, what do you have to say about uh, the 100th episode of In Doubt? Um, I would have to say that uh, perseverance is king, and... um, (laughs) And I'm just super stoked that it's made it this far. And uh, for everybody listening, thank you for listening and for all the support. Uh, because obviously it doesn't happen without people listening. So to all the uh, the listeners who uh, keep tuning in, thanks so much. Well, thanks, Sean, so much. And uh, we'll talk to you soon, all right? Great. Have a good one. 
the special guest, right? Whoa. <laughs> I miss Sean. I was surprised. Yeah. You, were you surprised? I was. Oh, I wasn't good. expecting that. That's awesome. Um, all right. If you're listening for the very first time, maybe on one of the radio stations across uh, Canada, uh, I think we're on over 11 now, or 11 or more, something like that, uh, and you have no idea what In Doubt is, In Doubt is a young adult ministry that seeks to bring the gospel to the relevant issues of life and faith that we all go through every single day uh, to cultivate conversation. Um you know, this is kind of obvious, but we've had now 100, well, I guess 99, this is the 100th uh, conversation uh, with over 65 different guests from around the world uh, talking about subjects ranging from worldviews, dating, pornography, sexual identity, uh, marijuana, church history, music and art, many others as well. Um, now, you can access all of these 30-minute conversations for free. Simply subscribe to our show on iTunes or your favorite podcast player or or click episodes at the top of the page at indoubt.ca if you live in Canada or indoubt.com if you live in the States. You guys both use iPhones, right? Yes. You know it. Okay. Whoa. (laughs) That was was assertive. That was very assertive. All right. Well, to those that use Androids as well, we definitely have indoubt on like Google Play Store, on TuneIn Radio or whatever podcast. Ooh. (laughs) Sorry. You don't even care about technology like that. You... I only care. This is the only piece of technology I actually care about. Instantly oh, becomes wow. very heated. About it does. It is very heated. Um, all right. Well, we're not going to talk about the differences between uh, Mac and PC or Apple and whatever Windows because I just don't think any of us are actually that qualified. To be honest, <laughs> for yourself, uh, Isaac. So. Oh wow. Okay, I see. Uh, all right. So I-, I was thinking about what topic would be most appropriate when considering our 100th episode of In Doubt, and I. Th- all I could think about was uh, sin. <laughs> Seriously. It's always on your mind. Hmm. It's always on my mind. Um, and here's why, though. It, it, you know, it might kind of come across a little funny, but here's why. And it makes sense when you consider the point of the ministry of In Doubt. Like I just said, In Doubt seeks to bring the gospel to issues in life that young adults face. So we bring the gospel into topics so we can learn how to better understand them, to uh, apply truth to them, navigate our lives properly in regards to those topics. Um, Now, knowing the true gospel obviously is essential to this, to bring the gospel. You have to know the gospel. Uh, In doubt would not work unless we knew the gospel well. So when we think of the gospel, you know, what aspect seems most neglected and or missing? And I would think at least a part of it is sin. Mm -hmm. And and, and I think the essence is this, without a true understanding of sin, <laughs> just sin, we have no true understanding of the gospel. So let's just flesh this out. What is, what is sin? Wow. That's a big <laughs> question. What is it? I guess sin is the natural state of our, our hearts when we're born. Mm. We're naturally in a state of sin. Right. Our hearts are dark. Yeah. We're completely helpless without God. And it's humankind's biggest problem. Um, I think it's anything that takes away the glory from God and shines it on man. Mm. It's a tough one because I think there's a big difference between how you can sort of explain sin to a already Christian and a non-Christian. Because mm. if – Brett, I think you're right. Like I think that's true. But if I went to a non-Christian and they asked me what is sin and anything that takes away the, the glory from God, like how how would they sort of – gauge that. I don't know. Like, I think hmm. if I was to go up to someone who didn't know Jesus or anything about Christianity at all, we, like, I, you'd probably have to be pretty 
simple with it. Like, I don't want to say like, oh, it's just bad stuff. But I think <laughs> I think we all do have like sort of some sort of natural like moral compass. Okay. So you can start with that as well, I yeah. think. But what I would say for, for a Christian's point of view, I think it is like, like Britt was definitely saying, that's, that's absolutely true and a good way to see it. Yeah. Um, but I also think it's a thing that like God has this complete sort of repulsion towards, you know, like the, this, these disgusting things towards God. And, and I think um, not enough do we, do we understand the depths of sin yeah. and how much it displeases God as well. Yeah, exactly. I think it's interesting. I've heard it said in Bible college that the core of sin is unbelief. So when you consider Eve's conversation with the, the serpent, um, you know, the serpent comes up and, uh, you know, Eve says, no, no, God said we can't eat this tree. And then he says, no, no, no that's not what God said. Uh, go, you know, if you actually eat this fruit, your eyes will be open and you'll be able to see good and evil. And then she's like, oh, okay, I understand that now. So really the, what was sin there was she disbelieved God's original words mm-hmm. and she believed Satan's words. So when we think of sin as unbelief, how does that how does that kind of sit with you guys to think of it that way? I think that's I, I think it's an interesting point of view. Like I, I definitely get something from that. Yeah. When I look at it though, I think in some way at the core of sin is is idolatry. Mm. I think it's just valuing things more than you value God. Right. Because uh, we always come to that decision, you know, unless it's like just like a little like thing that you wouldn't even think about or is like sort of an unconscious sort of sinful thing. Right. Um, but for something that's not, you always weigh that decision. Right. You know, unless you're forced into it, I guess. Yeah. But when it's not, you always weigh the decision of what do I value more? Do I value mm. this more? Or do I value that more? Right. And then we kind of put that thing on a pedestal once we give that value to it. Yeah. And, and idolize it. So we, and, and lots of times that's ourselves. Cause sure. Because like, I think it says literally there that Eve saw the tree and that it was beautiful to her eyes and mm. it was good for food. And mm-hmm. she's idol- she's maybe not necessarily idolizing the fruit, but she's idolizing what the fruit will do to her. Mm-hmm. And she's mm-hmm. treasuring herself more than treasuring treasuring God. I think that's a good way to put it for sure. Okay. So when we think of the gospel though, there seems to be, uh, especially amongst lots of millennials today, a de-emphasis of sin, but like, you know, especially, you know, people that call themselves Christians, uh, an emphasis on God's grace and God's love, which obviously we need to emphasize. But why do you think it is that so many of us sort of, you know, suppress the true fact that we are in sin and that, you know, we still do sin. Yeah, I think a part, a big part of it is because the doctrine of sin is offensive and people don't want to hear that they are innately sinful, that they are born into sin. People want to believe that, that hum, humanity has good within. Right. And in, yeah, I mean, it really boils down to pride, human pride, and just our like confidence in, in what man can do. And uh, yeah, so I think that's a big part of it. Like we, we have a hard time accepting the reality that like we are nothing without God, yeah. that like we have no good within us without God. Because we, we can be moral, we can be morally good, we can be kind and say nice things. Like we yeah. have that ability, whether you're a believer or not a believer, but that's not our natural condition to right. do those things. So, okay, but if someone's listening and they, you know, you're, we're telling them that they're innately sinful, then how do they account for the good things that they maybe have done and the good things that they see people, not even even non-Christians do? Like, are those things good? Well, 
I think it like I don't know. I think you get pretty philosophical because yeah. you have to define like what is good and like right, right. And and humans are moral beings. They're they are moral, but that doesn't right. take away from like our natural state. And but, I think yeah. that the line is blurred. Like people don't understand the difference. Yeah. They just think, oh, moral behavior is what moral behavior is the evidence that like Jesus is in me, kind of a thing, or that I'm a Christian, or that I'm a good person because right. I can do good things. I like Isaac. I know you're like I like what you said earlier, just about like gospel. Like what what do they focus on in the gospel? Right. And you're talking about grace and all that sort of thing. Yeah. And I think that's a huge issue. Right. Is I think we sort of put the outpouring of the gospel as the foundation of the gospel. Mm. And I'll try to explain that because that sounds really weird and vague. And what <laughs> I mean is that at the foundation of the gospel, at the center of it, is is God. And right. God's glorification. Right. And what we love, what we love to focus on as Christians is what does it do for me? Right. What do I get out of this deal? What do I get out of this relationship? I'm saved. You know, my sin is gone, whatever, all this sort of stuff, yeah. which isn't not true. Right. Um, but that's this outworking of the gospel. And I think the issue we have with sin is that we first don't have that foundation of God and God's glorification and who God is to me and who he is just in general. Because I think if we have a firm idea of, of the glory of God and how amazing he is and how much we love him for the sake of him, then you really understand the depth of your sin. But if you don't, then it, it's, I just don't think it's as, as pertinent to right. you right. of an issue. And, you know, it's interesting, Britt, when you were talking to, um, it made me think that, you know, at the very beginning you said that sin is anything that takes away the glory from God. And when we think of good and evil in the world, ultimately, what is actually good, like holy good, is anything that gives God glory. So, sure, I can be kind to someone. I can, you know, witness atheists and Muslims and Sikhs and whoever do really good things, like build hospitals and save people and all these different, like save people from like, let's say, getting hit by a bus and pushing them out of the way or something like that, you know. I can witness all those things, but the reality is that's still not wholly good. It's still not giving God the glory. It's either just, you know, maybe giving themselves glory or, you know, just helping someone for the sake of that. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think uh, when we think of sin, it's, it's, it's doing any of those things and not considering the glory of God. I, I want to move on to a question, though, which I think is interesting. And I think it's important, uh, especially at this time. Since we as Christians are saved from our sin, because we are, that's what the gospel is. We're saved from the punishment of our sin. Should we still consider ourselves sinners? I think it's a good question to ask, right? Uh, do yeah. we endanger our thinking and the gospel if we deny that we're sinners? Or do we endanger uh, our thinking and the gospel if we stick with saying that we are sinners? I don't know. I just like always flip back to Romans because Paul is like all about this. But he doesn't really give you a straight answer either. He kind of says mm, both. Like right. you're dead to sin. You're alive in Christ. You're a new creation. Yeah. So don't live as a slave to sin. Don't right. consider yourself a slave to sin. And yet, if we don't acknowledge that, you know, at the core we are sinful and it's only by the grace of God yeah. that helps us be good or helps us love him, then it's like if we don't acknowledge that, then, yeah, we put all the emphasis on ourselves again and on our own power to do good and to right. love God on our own. So you're kind of saying it's you kind of almost have to have the two realities yeah, there. I think so. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think I agree with that. And I think most of the language, at least in Scripture, is usually talking about how you're you're free from sin or you're not a slave to sin and, and that sort of stuff. But I don't think there's a lot of language of you don't sin anymore. No. It, there's right. a call. I think there's a call to, to go and not, not right. sin. Yeah. Um, but I also think at some point um, we alienate ourselves. Yeah. If, if, if I was to go around and, and not, because I do sin. Right. So like, yeah. I don't right, know right, how much right. of a decision I have to make because I right. know I do. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, in some way. And I want to be able to talk to people about my my sin, right. that I do sin, and in my in my pastoring and all that sort of stuff, because I want to relate to people who sure. are Christian or non-Christian. Yeah. In the same way, like what you were speaking about, I think it's um, Bernard of Clairvaux, which sounds like a very boring author guy, but he's great. He's great. <laughs> really long time ago, but he's awesome. And he has this writing, and I forget what it's on, um, but I remember <laughs> but this point. I remember this point, and it, and it always sticks with me. It, it was, it was talking, maybe it was him or either Augustine. I don't know who it was, but I remember the point. That's all that matters. Okay. And the point was um, that you need to balance grace and truth in your life because you need to taste that grace to know that you're forgiven and so you're not weighed down by that, just this incredible weight of your sin and be crushed by it. Right. But you need to temper that with truth yeah. all the time and understand why you need that grace or so easily becomes yeah. incredibly prideful. And I can do anything I sure. want. That's yeah. great. That's a great perspective. Um, let's call a pastor. Let's ask a pastor. Uh, <laughs> pastor Doug Dunbar has been on the show before. Uh, he's one of our first guests. He's a good friend of mine. Uh, he's just a great guy. He's got his master's, just a super smart, su- super smart guy who loves Jesus. So let's just give him a call and let's see what he has to say about this question. North Valley, Doug speaking. Hey, Doug, how's it going? It's Isaac here. Hey, Isaac. So we're talking about sin, and uh, this is a question that we're, yeah, just considering we want to get some other people's perspectives on it. So here's a question. Just give us your thoughts. Since since we as Christians are saved from our sin, should mm-hmm. we still consider ourselves sinners. So, you know, do we sort of endanger the gospel if we deny we're sinners or do we endanger the gospel if we, you know, stick with saying that we are sinners? What are your thoughts on this? Uh, I think the first thought I had on this was that uh, our cultural narrative uh, so emphasizes how we define ourselves or identify ourselves um, that the question really starts with who is the ultimate authority in this question. And, and this question kind of pushes us to define this. I think our struggle with the question reveals a struggle and tension of definitive authority. What authority am I going to appeal to to define myself? And, you know, thinking biblically on this, First John 1.8 comes to mind. If we say we have no sin, then we deceive ourselves, and that's a bad thing. Right, okay, right, okay, <laughs> you know? right, okay. So thinking through this, um, to what authority will I define who I am and where I stand in relation to God and sin? Or will I submit to God's view on this? Uh, and if we go to places like Ephesians 1, 3 to 14, 5, 8 to 20, uh, Colossians 3, 1 to 17, Galatians 3, uh, 23 to 4, 7, yeah. uh, I see Paul saying over and over again, we have to redefine ourselves based on what God has done for us in Christ. That's going to mean reform- reforming our conduct yeah. and changing how we live in response to the new reality uh, of the life that God gives us. But I I think a key question is, how deeply am I convinced that God's love for me is eternally secure because of Jesus' work and not my performance? Yeah, that's so good. That in in my rebellion, in my sin, God loved me first, that he sacrificed for me first, and that he seeks me first. And I was looking at Romans 5 and 6, 
you know, and, and in Romans 5, 6 to 11, I just highlighted, while we were powerless, Christ died. While we were still sinners, Christ died. While we were God's enemies, mm. we were reconciled through the death of his son. Yeah. And that now through his life, we have now received reconciliation. You know, and all of that sets up in chapter 6 where, where Paul says, in the same way, count yourselves, calculate, balance the books. It's an accounting term. Count yourselves dead to sin, alive to God in Christ, and don't let sin reign in your mortal bodies. And you know, and then that leads into Romans seven, where Paul's going, "Man, my experience is that this is always a struggle." Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I yeah. want to do the good stuff, but evil's right there with me. Yeah, yeah. And and this is a challenge, uh, an ongoing challenge that we have, and yet you know, it's got to give way to Romans eight, where you're going, "Man, am I really going to live into the fact that I am co-heir with Christ, that the Spirit of Christ lives in me?" Yeah. And that's going to change everything and how I define myself. Yeah. Awesome. Doug, thank you so much for that answer. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we hope to talk to you again soon. All right. Talk to you later. Okay. Awesome. Thanks. Bye. Awesome. Man, that guy. That was good. He knows the Solid. Bible. I think that's the important thing. Uh, we have one more uh, person to call. We're going to call Steve Kim. Uh, he works at Apologetics Canada. And we want to see what he has to say as well. So I'll give him a call. Hello. Hey, Steve, this is Isaac. How you doing? Not too bad. How are you? Very good. I'm here with uh, Jake and Brittany as well. We're celebrating the 100th episode of In Doubt. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Thanks so much. I was uh, telling listeners as well that you've been uh, on the show before. Uh, But anyways, I have a question to ask you since we're talking about this topic of sin. So here's the question. I just want to get your thoughts and views on it. So here's the question. Uh, Since we as Christians are saved from our sin, should we still consider ourselves sinners? Like, do we endanger the gospel if we deny we're sinners? Or, you know, do we endanger the gospel if we stick with saying that we're sinners? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think this is where it's really important to get a clear understanding of what sin is. There is a couple different ways in which we can understand the word sin. Uh, the one is the one that we are kind of familiar with. There there are the individual acts of sin, like murder, rape, or adultery, and things like that. Uh, and certainly those are acts of sin. But then there is the deeper sense of the word sin, uh, which is sort of our inner disposition, right? So our orientation. Is it are we inwardly focused or are we uh, godwardly focused? Right. And so, for example, if you have a car that is backfiring, yeah. the backfiring is just symptomatic of the engine that is off. So it's like that. So um, how this works into this question is that, for example, if you look at the New Testament over and over yeah. again, you see the early church going through problems like the church in Corinth. My goodness, <laughs> there's division and, uh, you know, a man having sexual relations with his mother-in-law or something like that, and then boasting about it. And so while these people are saved in the sense that, you know, Jesus uh, saved them, uh, so in the legal sense, they're not sinners. Okay. But we are still, we're still being sanctified. And so we, and so we have this old nature that's sort of not, not old nature. We still have this old habit that, is lingering, right? So right. Peter talks about us being sanctified and things like that. In his letter, he calls all Christians to become holy, uh, citing, referring back to uh, Leviticus, where God says, be holy as I am holy. And so there, there is that old habit. So we have been saved, yes, we have been justified legally, so uh, there is that sense of it. But existentially speaking, 
yes, we can still be sinners in the sense that we can commit acts of sin. But it's a very different thing to say that we commit acts of sin than to say we are sinners. Uh, and so the, I would make that distinction. So ontologically, uh, we are new creations in Christ, so we're not sinners anymore. But in the sense that we have these old habits, so we continue to sin from time to time. Uh, so in, in that sense, we are existentially sometimes we can be sinners. That's good. That's awesome, Steve. Thank you so much, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for calling. Awesome. Thanks so much, Steve. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. All right. That was awesome. These guys are... Really smart. They're very <laughs> smart. So smart. So smart. He's really smart. <laughs> hey, um, if In Doubt is a ministry that you can uh, stand up for, as in you believe and support the mission to bring the gospel to issues of life and faith, that I encourage you to consider and pray about giving financially. Uh, we're approaching year end as we're already in December, which is crazy to think about. Um, and this is a great opportunity to give uh, for everything In Doubt offers for free every single year. Everything in one year, it costs us $75,000. It sounds like a lot, but when you think about uh, a conversation every single week on the radio, Bible studies, all these different things we do, it costs us $75,000. Now, if you think about it, if just 1,000 people gave $75 each, I mean, that would, we'd be set, right? Uh, Maybe you can do 75, maybe you can do less, maybe you can do more, but whatever the case uh, it all very much helps. If you'd like to donate, just click the donate button when you go to indout.ca if you live in Canada or indout.com if you live in the States. Also, you can give by texting the word GIVE uh, in caps, G-I-V-E, uh, to 604-670-5179. 604-670-5179. And thanks in advance. Anyways, connect with us on Facebook this week, Twitter, and Instagram um, as we celebrate 100 episodes of In Doubt. Well, I'm Isaac. I'm Britt. I'm Jake. And this is In Doubt. That was our 100th episode conversation with Britt and Jake and Sean and Doug and Steve. I really hope you guys all enjoyed it. Now, I just want to share a few things before we finish up here. Um, As we approach Christmas, it can be so easy to get sort of just kind of swept up into what cultures made Christmas to be, right? Um, And some of those things aren't wrong. You know, I think about walking around the city, looking at lights, enjoying friends and family. Those are all good things, and I hope you do get to do some of those things this Christmas. But there's also this cultural push around Christmas time to just sort of go all in with consumerism, right? And I know this is probably what every church, every kind of Christian, hopefully actually does say around Christmas. I know you've heard it before, but we need to be reminded about it all the time. Christmas is about Jesus. You know, the whole the whole year obviously is about Jesus, but Christmas gives us the unique reminder to think especially of the incarnation that God would come so humbly to the earth as a human. And the fact that the king of the universe, you know, God himself wouldn't just come to earth as a human, but he would actually come to earth being born in not even a house or anything like that, but a manger in a cave or barn or whatever it may have been. That's crazy. It it does really show us just how far God went out of his love for us to save us. The God of the Bible is a God who loves his people so much that he would come to their level in order to bring them out of their brokenness caused by their sin. So Christmas, really in a sense, just shouts, God loves us, which is incredible. 
I also wanted to remind you one more time that we are approaching year end, and it's crucial for Christian charities like us that you consider and give financially. You know, we at Endowed have a goal of 75000 to raise this Christmas. So, you know, whether you can give literally a dollar or 1000 all of it counts and all of it adds up. So, I'm asking you, would you perfectly consider this? Um, again, all you need to do is call 1-800-663-2425 to make a donation, or you can text G-I-V-E, give, to 604-670-5179, and you can always click the donate button and follow the simple instructions at indoubt.ca if you live in Canada, or indoubt.com if you live in the States. Well, I'm Isaac again, and next week we chat with a Ravi Zacharias presenter, Logan Gates, on Who is Jesus? It's going to be great. We'll see you then. Indoubt Ministries exist to bring a biblical perspective into the relevant issues of life and faith that young adults face every day. For more information, check out indoubt.ca if you live in Canada and indoubt.com if you live in the U.S.